You're listening to Cat and Penda on Fan Service Radio. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. I am Cat and Joy, and that is Penda. <laughs> and once again, we are smooth sailing with fan service. You know, one take, that's all it takes. So, that on that note, Penda. What are you sipping on today? <laughs> Whatever it is, it's not strong enough. <laughs> it's nothing strong enough. <laughs> um, I, I'm I, I'm continuing with my my angry orchard uh, fetish, and so I've got myself a, an unfiltered um, hard cider, and I'm going to be chasing it with a um, a blood orange San Pellegrino sparkling water. Nice. Ah, that's that's a, a mixture of two flavors all rolled into one. I'm gonna just fancy. I'm gonna sound fancy at my my hard cider. <laughs> just give it with a kick. <laughs> so for me, I am continuing continuing the tradition of drinking out of my adult sippy cup that uh, shows no one in, at all that I am a boss lady. And boss. inside, um, I have a screwdriver traditional screwdriver with uh, orange juice and vodka brought to us by a famous rapper. And so I'm drinking rapper made screwdriver. Sip, you know, it's for the adult baby in me. You know, <laughs> since we haven't been in the office in a year, I have, uh, I, I, I have nothing to drink out of except uh, mason jars mostly. And, well, and oh, oh, I, I brewed tea in a Pyrex one cup um, <laughs> drink cup this morning <laughs> so you have no glasses is that what you're saying they're all in the kitchen oh okay okay because um wow pirate's <laughs> cup huh? um I mean, what are, was we in, are we in gofundme territory because just let me know you know it's, it's like this, the woman is drinking out of a pyrex cup um we can even get one of those slow songs like i will remember <laughs> Please get this woman a glass. That's <laughs> uh, so sad. It's, it's so, <laughs> how, how lazy I am. And you know, I've, I've taken days off. I've got the next three days off from Job Prime. So, you know, somewhere around Tuesday, just, you know, send over a welfare check and a hazmat team because I yeah. just. <laughs> yeah. And more Pyrex cups. And more Pyrex cups, right? SOS. Send more Pyrex. Well, I tell you, uh, at least the most uh, positive thing about that is you know exactly how much fluid you're drinking at any given time. You're right. You know, <laughs> there's no guesswork. I'm having four ounces of tea at this moment. Um, I may decide <laughs> to add two to three ounces at a later date, but you know, hey, let's not get crazy. <laughs> not get ahead of ourselves. We're on vacation. Exactly. <laughs> make plans. <laughs> so um, on that exciting note and <laughs> a little a little disturbing note, um, spe- you know, speaking of, I don't know how to segue into this, but we are going to be talking, right, <laughs> we're going to be talking about um, why can't shows stick to landing? That's one of the segments for today. And then after that, we're going to get into fandom. Uh, toxic or need it. So uh, Penda and I are going to be arguing on one side and the other, you know, uh, but first we want to definitely get into um, why some shows can't stick to landing. And when I say shows that can't stick to landing, I mean, you'll have successful television shows that um, start off super strong and they end in a fizzle. You know, either they're canceled early or there's some type of things going on behind the scenes, actors change, things of that nature. But, you know, I wanted to, like, bring it to, you know, to the, to the discussion as to why some of our favorite shows have started off so strong but ended so weak. You know, it's, it's really sad, to, to tell you the truth. And, um, you know, some of the ones I, I know that I personally watched, and I'm sure, uh, Penda, you may have watched some of these as well. Maybe these are some you haven't personally seen, but um, 
Sons of Anarchy, for instance, one of my favorite shows It started out really well. And then the end just, just, it just got weird. So, you know, I'm not going to spoil the ending for a, a lot of these people, but I, it, it's hard to recommend the show that ended, that started out so well and it was so enjoyable, but it ended so badly. So I'm really on the fence of even recommending these shows. But I mean, if you like good storytelling up until the end, Hey, um, they might be worth a check out if you're, if you're still on lockdown, but that being said, you know, um, also criminal minds, uh, a CBS show, uh, one of my favorite shows for a time period that just ended just poorly glee. I used to love singing to that and it just totally deteriorated. Um, sleepy hollow X files. Uh, yeah, I, it just, just sad. Um, the blacklist, which is, it, you know, I'm not sure. I think it's still going on and that might just need to end. Yeah. Uh, uh, Heroes. Uh, I loved Heroes. It was so good when it first started. And then it just fizzled into nothing. I just couldn't even watch it. Um, Scrubs, Vikings, and every show associated with the Marvel Netflix cinematic universe. Um, when I say that, you're talking about uh, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and Daredevil and shows like that. But, you know, to their defense, you know, they were like prematurely canceled because of, uh, you know, things that happened behind the scenes. And, and you know, the, the Marvel wanted their ball back. So we get that. And the one that is the most painful for me um, is Game of Thrones. Um, Game of Thrones was, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I could do this whole segment about Game of Thrones, but no one wants to hear that rant. It's, it's old hat, but you know, you have to just acknowledge the fact that this was one of the most successful television shows in the world because it had world bending. It had compelling characters. It subverted expectations at every chance you didn't have to be uh the read the books by george r. r martin to really get engulfed into this universe and then by season five it just started going downhill until the last season where it literally had no it made no sense and i'm just trying to avoid spoilers if anybody actually wants to watch it and form their own opinion but for me, Kat, I was devastated and, and and honestly felt disrespected as a fan for this particular show. What's your thoughts on that, Penda? So when I think about uh, shows that I've watched that have ended, you know, and I can we can even go back as far as like all my children or not all my children, all in the family. Mm. I, 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 you know, I don't know if you can count. I mean, I, I, I've never, well, I haven't watched soap operas in, in, in 10 or 15 years. So I, I know that there are only like two left on the air and I don't know how any of them, you know, ended. But when I think about shows like Roseanne, uh, the original and All in the Family, um, shows that tried to incorporate the show broken ad baby theme to them. So, you know, as if cute kids can save a show and they really can't. They can inject a little bit of life, sort of like you know, uh, you know, like like an infusion of a fresh comedy. But you really can't do a whole lot with the show that's on that's downhill that way. Um, and then, <clears throat> in a lateral move to that, uh, we've got shows like Moonlighting and Castle, where they created a romance between the two main characters, which personally I can't stand. Um, I didn't, I, I, I'm, I'm fine for sexual tension and I don't know why you can't be friends with sexual tension and then not go anywhere. Um, but that, that didn't seem to happen with Moonlighting. They ended up getting married and then the show was unwatchable. And then the same thing happened with Castle. Um, they, you know, the two leads got married and then the show was unwatchable because they didn't, the marriage didn't help the characters grow. Right. They became, they were basically the same just married so that those the same jealousies the same mistrust was there and it, it just it, it wasn't any fun to watch I don't want to watch two people make cutesy faces while they're trying to solve murders I think <laughs> even as someone that's horror, I mean, like, that's 
like really inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want you sharing a kiss over a corpse. I just, you know, save it, you know. Right. All that Um, PDA, ew. Ew, 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 ew. Just saw the name crime. But you mentioned X-Files. X-Files went, and and some of those shows, they went on too long. Yes. You know, X-Files went on, even after Duchovny left, it limped on for like two or three more seasons, and it should have ended. Once, you know, once shows, and I'm a firm believer of this, if you have a show with a very specific arc, once the show reaches that arc, at the end, that conclusion, show's over. You can't continue to, you know, milk this this dry horse to mix my metaphors because it's not, it's, it's, you've already completed what you set out to do. Mulder wanted to find his sister. He found a sister show is over. And then you managed to, to beat two more seasons out of it. And I don't, the leads didn't, did they get married? I don't even remember because the show made me so angry. I quit watching. Yeah. I, I kind of checked out on the X-Files long before they, uh, you know, I was like, the Smoking Man was like the last arc I ever remembered, you know, right. enjoying. You know, and then they tried to kick, kick, you know, they tried to keep it alive with a lone gunman, which yeah. didn't have, there wasn't any there there for that show. So it only lasted as a mid-season, it only lasted a season, maybe two. It may, it may have gone long, but again, yeah, I was the same way. I checked out. ER went on too long and I loved ER Mm -hmm. but even after all of your original people became doctors you know they became they completed their own individual arcs then they tried injecting new residents and it wasn't the same show Mm -mm. you know and especially after the um Anthony Edwards character which was devastating and when he moved on once all those characters had moved on and completed their own arcs, the show became really unwatchable. You couldn't relate to any of these new people because the people that you had grown up with and, and watched for the last five, six, seven years were now no longer there or no longer in the roles that you were used to seeing them in. So shows like that, they just, they have to, they have to end or they limp off into the sunset and it's like, Oh, Oh, they're, Oh, they're gone. Oh, I didn't notice that they'd left. Exactly. <laughs> sort of feel bad about that. Um, can you think of any shows that, you know, that managed to to stick the landing? Well, you know, Penda, I will say it's, it's, it's a lot more that fall on the side of that. And I'll tell you one that did it really well. And that was Angel. Um, surprisingly, that's the one that jumps out to me the most. I mean, there's, you know, of course, Buffy and Angel and I, and I'll be honest, a lot of anime does it really well because, um, anime works off of these arcs that they already have a pre, you know, uh, designed, uh, number of episodes and w- how they want to tell their story, how they want to tell their art. And even if they do continue in another capacity, they've always, they've already made sure they've told that particular story in, in that particular set of episodes. So sure. I love how anime does it, but back to angel, it was really surprising um, how well they ended the show. It was like angel was one of those shows that started off really strong and kind of lost its way in, in the later seasons, especially when they uh, started becoming, you know, started working at Wilfram and Hart. And it was, you know, some re- honestly ridiculous episodes. Um, uh, <laughs> one jumps out at me with Muppets, but we're not going to go there. I was ready to check out on Angel, like I was ready to, you know, like I have checked out on a lot of shows that I liked so much in the past. But then something amazing happened. They got canceled. And they found out nearly like mid-season that they they weren't going to be coming back to complete the rest of their season. So instead of just, you know... tossing it and, and, and saying, Hey, you know, this is what it is. They put together a mini arc with around four episodes that had me more invested in this final season than I had been in the previous two seasons. And, you know, the characters, you know, it, it actually disappointed me that it was ending because I was like, you had this all along. Why aren't you doing stuff like this? all along and maybe you wouldn't have gotten canceled but on the flip side of that it it was amazing so i would say you know uh 
you know, I can name, you know, 50 shows that like ended well to me, like um, Breaking Bad. A lot of people were divisive on Breaking Bad, um, but I really felt like it ended the way that it only could have ended because um, his ego was so huge that, you know, he couldn't even allow not inserting himself into saving, you know, the other guy. So it was still a mini cliffhanger too, because I think most people thought that he died at the end, but you're not really sure, but it really made a heck of a difference to, it gave some type of closures. It was, it was definitely cathartic. Other than that, I was, I I know I, I, like I said, I could name a hundred that I felt like ended really well, but it actually sticks out to me more when you have these super strong series that you can't figure out why they ended so badly. And like, they just gave up and it's still, and and honestly, Penda, it's something that's still going on right now that should have just ended a long time ago. One that in particular, I have a couple, you know, like blacklist that, that still is going on the blacklist and then the Simpsons, why has that show been on for 50 years? I have no idea. And the, and the one that I was most invested in and at the start was The Walking Dead. Started out as an amazing series, right? You really felt like you were in an apocalyptic situation. Um, and then you got to know these characters with all their flaws and, and so on and so forth. Then as the time went on and watching these newer seasons, I just want it to be over. And it's, it's like, uh, I'm still trying to figure out if you've been, if they've been in this apocalypse for like eight years or so, how does Daryl still have gas for his motorcycle? I'm, I'm really confused <laughs> by that. It's like, where's this gas coming from? You know, Daryl, you, you know, your hair is a little long and stringy, but for the most part, you don't look really dirty at all. There's no Rick on the show anymore. Michonne's nope. disappeared. Yep. It, it, it's, it's, it's just painful at this point. And, and the only reason I'm, I'm still watching the show is because it built up so much goodwill in me when it first started. It was so amazing and different that I was like, okay, the least I can do is hold your hand while you die. I bailed out of walking dead about season four mm. when, as they were approaching, um, as they were approaching the the prison complex. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so that's that was what, so, season yeah. three. Yeah. 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 And the season three before. Yeah. So before season four, you know, I, I came for the zombies as a human race. We can survive as a people. We can survive as Americans, but we're going to be really crappy to each other. Yeah. And for me, that was like, that's not, I, I'm okay. If we can band together and fight zombies, that's fantastic. But no one gets along. No. And it's like, and then it's like, you know, then you want to just start, can you just start, you know, having challenges and start voting people out of the colony? And <laughs> once a week, one character hits the bricks. Zombies are desolate enough. And then to add the the additional human factor of people are really crappy. So even after an apocalypse, we're we're not we we haven't learned anything. Mm-mm, we haven't no. we haven't learned how to get along. We haven't we we've learned that through, through the pandemic. We haven't learned how to get along. We haven't mm-hmm. learned how to how to be nice to each other, how to be kind to each other. And when you deal with it enough every day, I sort of want to be able to turn on a fantasy show and for once see people getting along banding together for a common good <laughs> yeah no I, I was a no for it was a no for walking dead for me um person of interest i enjoyed and, and that was the same situation they they found out middle of the fifth season that they weren't getting renewed yeah and so they ended up rewriting they wrote an end that is satisfying it's it sad was. It was. Um, it was sad and it was heartbreaking, but it was a satisfying, satisfying end to to the five years that you spent with, and and all of those characters grew in some way. Yeah, you know, even and, and there are people that didn't like the Jim Caviezel character. I loved Reese. I called him Batman Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, even he grew as a character. You know, uh, Sam and 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 John and and Harold and even Root grew. You know, because yeah. she was a she was a villain third season, 
And she grew to be an amazing integral part of the team. And then there's the dog. There's Bear. Oh, you know, I mean, so cute. <laughs> you had a. You can't hate a show that's got a dog. I think it's like a law. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know that show managed to make it, and it, it was a very satisfying ending. For you know, we we weren't we didn't spend as much time as we would have liked with those characters, but it was a satisfying way to say goodbye. Yeah. Where you don't feel the need for a reboot, which no. is, which is how I, which is how I feel like walking dead is doing. They're like, people weren't happy with it and it's not over. So it's like, they're constantly trying to reboot it and with spinoffs and what have you. And I, I think people might be over it. I think it might be actually time to, to, to remove the head and, and burn the body and, and move on. Yeah, I think The Walking Dead is actually this this next season. I think it's going to be season 11, and this is going to be their last season. Thank goodness, because it, <laughs> like you said, it's over, you know? And it's like, and then they did this really weird thing where they put six additional episodes, they filmed six additional episodes for season 10 that served no purpose. They weren't even character development. It was almost like, okay, they had this, They the original season 10 ended on a cliffhanger. And then they added six more episodes that really stupidly resolved the cliffhanger really didn't make me care about any of these people. And, and it was like, wow, since when did I didn't don't care about any of these people? Um, I also tried to watch the spinoff. Um, I, well, I tried to watch uh, fear the walking dead. I think, I think we got through one season of that and it, I just hated every character on the show. I, I wanted them all to die. I was rooting for the zombies. Get them, get them, kill them all. And <laughs> and then they have this new, uh, was it the Walking Dead World Beyond, the World Beyond, where it's like Dawson's Creek with zombies. So it's like, I don't care about your teen angst when there's like monsters out here. And I think I gave that like, three episodes because i try to any show that i watch i try to give it the three episode you know commitment so it's like you you know most pilots are rough and you don't really get the mission statement or the direction that a show is going in just by the pilot so that's not fair to me that my personal opinion to watch a pilot and then judge a whole show based on the pilot because sometimes a pilot will take you know, will will not represent the the direction the show going a completely di- different direction based on the response from the pilot. So I always try to give it three episodes, three episodes of World Beyond. Just it was cringy at best. I care <laughs> not about these children. I didn't want them murdered like like I did on Fear the Walking Dead, but I definitely didn't care if they died. So I, I think all I think the Star Treks for the most part, with the exception of Enterprise, have ended well. I enjoyed uh, Next Generation. Oh, um, Next Generation was awesome. I mean, that that still comes on H and I if you're if you have over the air TV. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's um, uh, channel two point four H and I network shows. They show blocks of of Star Trek shows, um, and I'll I'll happily. I mean, they're so hokey, but still. <laughs> they're hokey but fun voyager i enjoyed the way voyager ended you know where yeah. eventually they managed to make it because that's really that's what you're rooting for and yeah. i think they that's also a got the statement that's a mission i think they were also trying to I think they'd also gotten word that they were not being renewed and so mm-hmm. they i think you got them halfway back and then they found another i think i think it was a wormhole it's it's always a wormhole yeah. it's star trek folks <laughs> Yeah, 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 and and I think it was like a big Borg fight that had something to do yes. with it, and they kind of came. There was, in, yeah, like, there were the Borg. Or... DS Nine had Borg fights in the Dominion, and and I mean, yeah. some of DS Nine is hard to watch, but a lot of it is. It's still fun. It's it's still mm-hmm. it's still a it's still a space opera, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. It's still it's still just enjoyable fun, and I I'm I'm happy when something that you really enjoy doesn't whimper as it's going out it's still there was still a hopeful edge to every one of those shows um as they ended and and that was good i think you can catch how i met your mother is on repeats forever and i didn't watch that first time through but i did catch i know we have seen it they they run like three and a half hour blocks on um 7.3 so we managed to catch up from beginning to end in a matter of a month 
And I can understand why people didn't like that show, but I can also see why people really enjoyed it because it is really fun to watch. And even if you hate some of the characters, I didn't have a problem with Ted, but the Lily character got on my nerves like you would not believe. Cute, adorable, because she's Willow from... So, you know, Buffy. I have a built-in love. She's, a, she's Willow. It's like, go Buffy! <laughs> so she, you know, I have a built-in love yes. for, for Allison Hannigan, but that character over time oh, yeah. just became this someone that bad. you you wanted to drown in a bathtub but <laughs> I, it still comes on and there are still episodes because you know there are going to be some that they skip that you're going to catch and the episodes are still fun to watch they're yeah. they're they're not as insufferable as the cast of the friends group friends was a show that i could not watch because I found all of those characters insufferable people. And I thought if I had to live across from any of them, I would burn the building down. Seinfeld <laughs> was another one where it's just a group of people that you that are genetically impossible to like. And the fact that they got sentenced to a year to deal with each other, it's like, that seems really apt because we've had to put up with you for X amount of year. So suck it. <laughs> I think you were the lo- like the only one who would probably be satisfied with the way Seinfeld ended. Um, <laughs> it was it was just ridiculous. Uh, you know, was, the show was ridiculous. I didn't expect any better. Yeah, Seinfeld was one of those shows that if I caught it, I'd watch it because it, it, it the characters are definitely not likable at all. But I think that was the point of Seinfeld. I they guess. Were, yeah. Yeah, they were terrible human beings. But I, it was particular episodes that I like. I couldn't stop laughing out loud with. And and with Friends, they it's a little more. You know, I I know a lot of people that like hated Friends. I was one of the in the minority that actually liked Friends, and I enjoyed the characters. And but I acknowledged their flaws, and I and I acknowledged some other problematic <laughs> things that were going on in that universe i do acknowledge that and you know we can maybe take you know have another discussion on that but for overall you know just strictly entertainment value i if i if if i watch a comedy show a comedy series and it makes me laugh out loud that's all i can ask for you know um and and again that's it's a lot of shows that um i think i was discussing this not too long ago that we may have watched 20 30 years ago um, and I'm not dating ourselves or anything, but, <laughs> you know, we may have watched it a period ago and then due to, you know, shifts in, in, you know, the, the, the public, uh, views of, of things, anything, it may not be appropriate anymore. You know, some, so a lot of shows don't stand the test of time, but right. you know, for what they were at that time, they were something I may not watch again, but. I can respect and appreciate how I enjoyed it during that time. And just, I have to leave it at That's that. Completely fair. <laughs> I'm still like seething about game of Thrones. I'm talking to you D and D, you know, how you single-handedly like, I don't know. I, I again, I could do a whole segment on that, but if we're going to end this, I just have to say you betrayed us all. I will never forgive you for what you did to those characters. And Bran did not have the best story. Then I'm done. All right, moving on. Right. <laughs> you know, let's keep it awkward, you know? Now, here's the perfect segue. Speaking of toxic fandom, let's get into that discussion. You can come out on, it's two major sides of this, you know, because acknowledging that depending on the type of fandom with Game of Thrones or with horror or with sci-fi with marvel with star wars you know some those some of those fandoms have been acknowledged by you know social media and i've personally seen some instances where the toxicity is out of control right but i would definitely argue that there has been some positive aspects to fan pressure um, with the industry, you know, some, some shows we wouldn't even have today or would have even been exposed to a certain medias if it wasn't for the fans, you know, pushing and pushing back and, and putting some pressure on these entertainers to, you know, give us what we need as a, you know, as fans. So, so I, I wanted to just 
bring about some aspects and 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 uh of of examples of positive fan influences, right? Like some good examples is fans have saved projects, you know, do through writing campaigns, through social media, and some of the biggest ones um, that I know for you know for a fact is like Community, which uh, was actually saved by a writing campaign by the fans and brought onto uh, another network. Uh, I think it was. Uh, think it fit, finished out on Amazon or Hulu, but it, it definitely was allowed to finish out. And I know for a fact, the rest of development was saved by, uh, by the fans mm-hmm. and they were brought over by to Netflix. It, and, um, but with, but with arrested development that was brought on to Netflix. Then one of the most recent examples is the Snyder cut for good or for ill, right? So, you know, the fans reached out and and to everyone and said, hey, we want to see Zack Snyder's original vision for this show because it was some unforeseen circumstances that, you know, didn't allow him to finish this picture. And through fan pressure, they got this the picture done. One of the funniest examples for me was, you know, like Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, I was shown the original trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog, and it was nightmare fuel. I mean, there were teeth and and head. It was just nothing that I remember from the cartoon. It was completely disturbing, you know? Due to fans and and the fans' feedback, they actually took some time, pushed back the the release of the, the actual movie, then, you know, redesigned a CG hedgehog and, you know, reintroduced him. And he looked a lot more like the characters that we were, that we were used to. He was actually cute. I think they took a page out of Detective Pikachu on that, uh, which I, I also enjoyed. And I, and I really enjoyed it. And I think they did that. And, and, and one that sticks out to me is Ryan Reynolds. Did we, we all know Deadpool, right? Deadpool was one of the... Yes. One of very successful R-rated, you know, superhero film. The executives didn't think that at the time that would even be something that would be viable. They weren't planning on doing a Deadpool movie, well, except for Ryan Reynolds, who actually leaked Deadpool footage um, from the you know possible movie, possible trailer, and fans loved it so much they pushed back and said, "We need a Deadpool movie. We need that now." And um and swinging back to community, it was actually uh, Yahoo that helped save community based on the fans' pressure. Everything Star Trek. Let's go. Let's go with Star Trek. There, if you if you recall, or if you didn't know, Star Trek the original series ended up being canceled after a couple of years, and it was just a you know show in the seventies, hokey sci-fi, rubber mask, lizard guys fighting in space, you know, and kissing green girls and stuff like that. But the fans actually kept this show alive. This was one of the first conventions. As a matter of fact, the conventions that you see now, well, not now because of the pandemic, but, you know, our recent conventions, our our, um, Comic-Cons and Yoma-Cons, all of these things kind of stemmed from Star Trek having their original conventions. And the fans having a place to come together and get these, you know, get this material made, right? Fans, you know, also become creators. Some of the biggest fans, like, uh, you know, uh, the the uh, individual Samuel L. Jackson, for instance, he's a huge Marvel fan, right? And he, for him to look, you know, look down a couple of years later, and he's actually playing Nick Fury in there. He's doing justice and respect to those particular characters right and i just you, i just believe that there is a place you know for fans to you know put perspective and to you know because the 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 actual industry you know these executives they don't necessarily give a darn about uh you know anything other than making dollars and cents but when you when you insert some of the fans who've actually invested themselves into these particular, uh, you know, fandom, the genre or whatever it is that they're interested in, you know, they, they put pressure on these creators to be authentic. 
to be true to the original uh, vision of of this of whatever fandom or whatever uh, genre or item that you're into. So I think that in the in you know other famous characters like Nicolas Cage, for instance, you know he and I I didn't know this until like recently. His real last name was like Coppola, right? So he's like the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola, but he wanted mm-hmm. to he wanted to make it on his own. So he took Cage as the last name because he was a huge fan of Luke Cage, right? A a comic book character. And he ended up naming his son Cal L. So it, I mean, I know that's a little off, but it's just a testament to, you know, the the love that these fans have for whatever it is, the comic book movie, whatever story is being told and however it's being told. And they, you know, they deserve the respect that they should have. And then my last point on this um, is one of the biggest reasons that fans, fandom to me has a positive impact is because it allows people to come together and share their ideas, share their favorite content, do things like uh, fan-made movies, you know, and fan fan-made videos and things of that nature. You wouldn't even have a Fifty Shades of Grey if it wasn't the the based on a fan fiction novel that was written uh based on Twilight. So it is you know you it, you have to acknowledge that fans con- contribution to the industry is just as important as what you know is being introduced and it, and fans can even enhance those particular items you know i think i had like one more uh thing i just wanted to bring up um and and it was a particular individual well her name is uh gail simone and she's a big comic book fan right Mm -hmm. and she ended up identifying some of these tropes in comic books and it's called women in refrigerators right and and that's been shared you know across the fandom and that that particular trope is based on why is it that the female lead or the female character a counterpart to the main character in these comic books always has to die to enhance the character of the male so just observing these you know these particular things that you like you can do things to enhance the the genre that you enjoy so that's my argument on why you know fan pressure and participation can actually be a positive thing what are you thinking about that Penda? well and and all of and of course all of your all of your positives are are also negatives um 50 shades of gray for example uh it it is it is ripped off fanfic from twilight and i'm not saying twilight uh, is a masterpiece, but it is uh, it, it is intellectual property. And the fact that a fan fiction writer, and I'm not besmirching fan fiction writers, they they are they are the bedrock of a lot of um, romance uh, of the romance genre. However, this individual, with a barely passing knowledge of a uh, of a lifestyle she didn't understand, based on characters that she stole, got rich off of someone else's intellectual property. And on top of that, it's a garbage read. It's awful. <laughs> Even if you read, and I'm not a huge fan of Stephanie Meyer because I think she's another writer that sounds better when it's read out loud as opposed to reading it. Whereas E.L. James is garbage, no matter how you present it. So uh, tell us how you really feel. So there, there's that. Um, <laughs> the Snyder cut needed to happen. Uh, the fandom surrounding it did not because it wasn't just the fans saying, give us Snyder's, give us Snyder's vision. They actually got belligerent about it. The letter writing campaigns um, were, were caustic. They were violent the subgroup of of those fandoms became militant about getting this out you know threatening threatening producers threatening studios that's the side that we don't see and it's unnecessary there's a chance because i mean i don't know if it would have happened this you know if if we weren't in lockdown status right but because we're all home it's a lot easier to give us a 4 hour movie because we're home and we can turn it off and turn it on when we want I don't know if Zach would have been been would have been allowed to create this four hour movie and release it 
um, to to the public if it hadn't been for the fact that we were already home anyway and there were multiple streaming platforms to release it on. Star, um, Star Wars fans in general, I find to be an abhorrent subsection of fandom. They are also, I mean, and, and the thing is, these are people that weren't there for the original. They're not like us who were there for the original trilogy. And I just need, I just need episodes four, five, six. That's all I needed. That's what I grew up with. I had a Millennium Falcon. I was done. I didn't need the additional episodes that have come out. And then the people that have grown up with those now believe that they own the fandom. They believe that they own someone else's creation. They're like E.L. James, except that they're not profiting from this, but they are becoming gatekeepers of it. They're trying to decide who, what characters you can like and the ones that you can't like. You know, we had an issue with Gina Carano um, from the Mandalorian series who ended up being just a garbage person all the way around. It wasn't the toxic fandom that made her lose her job. Her the consequences of her big mouth got her got her fired from her job. Um, that that wasn't a toxic fandom situation. That was basically decent being people saying you can't ruin this show with this garbage human being, and and so you know they had to get rid of her. And the thing is, the letter writing campaigns I think are a positive part of fandom. The you know, Fringe did it. We know we we wrote in for Fringe. We tried to save Hannibal, you know, but we, we didn't threaten people in order to get in order for to, uh, for us to get our the end result. Um, there are a lot of great things about fandom, the, the coming together, the cosplay, the conventions. You know, I, I miss conventions because we were doing, you know, a dozen or so a year. Uh, and I love seeing people come together. What I didn't like were... Um, if you had, you know, you saw a lot of women dressed as, you know, your Catwomans, your Poison Ivies. Um, and then that's when you would see the toxic element of the fandom coming out. You know, believe, you know, the fans that believe that now they have the right because they love, they believe, well, I've, I've been reading about, you know, I've been reading Poison Ivy in comic books since I was a kid. You know, give me five facts about Poison Ivy that make you a fan. That's not fandom. That's gatekeeping and it's garbage. And then those same toxic fans, you know, they, they want to harass the women that are dressed as these characters and they believe that they have the right to do that because they're fan. Well, I'm, I'm Catwoman's biggest fan. So that doesn't mean you can put your hands on people. So without fans, you wouldn't have the creators. You wouldn't have the, the food and the love that creators need in order to keep pushing on and persevering with their creations. But at the end of the day, these creations still belong to the creators and fans can have input, but they can't get, they don't, the fans don't own that content. If, if you don't like the direction this character is going in, then walk away. We're going to continue. I mean, and, and that's fine. We walked away from X-Files. We walked away from ER. We, there are a lot of shows that if they, they didn't go in a direction that we liked, we walked away from and no, nobody got hurt. You know, shows got canceled. Show gets canceled all the time. But we don't, at the end of the day, we still don't have the right to to start letter writing campaigns that threaten these creators because you don't think that this character would have done that. And now you're a horrible human being. So that's that's always been my issue with, with toxic fandom. Oh, and I have one more that happened just today. So there will be another Indiana Jones movie. Oh, really? It is. It is slated for release in 2022. We know that Harrison Ford will be back, God willing. <laughs> Please. <Yeah. laughs> uh, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge has been cast as a character in this upcoming show. There are no less than 10 YouTube videos right now decrying the fact that there is now a woman in, in an Indiana Jones vehicle. All you can say is there've been a, there's been a woman in every single one. You know, this isn't woke feminism. Um, we had Marilyn, who was Indy's best companion in the first one. Um, I didn't see the second Indiana Jones. You didn't see um, the second one? Come on! I didn't see the second one. It had. I, I heard that there was like a musical number. I could be wrong. I didn't see the second one, but there was a third one. There was Elsa, uh, who, who was in the third one. Another strong 
character and and Indy's foil. Marilyn was back for the fourth one. You know, so there's always been a woman and there's always been a woman in a strong secondary role. There was actually, and I I can't think of the guy's name uh, and I really don't want to give him, you know, I don't want to push people to to his YouTube garbage anyway, but he went on like a five minute rant about what this female character would be doing. And the thing is the plot he came up with is completely made up because they haven't released the storyline yet. So he's mad about the direction of this female character that hasn't been written yet. It's all he's, he, he made himself mad. So he can have a YouTube video and it's all, it's, it's imaginary rage. It's imaginary rage that they're that they dare to put a woman into an Indiana Jones, and and the thing is, these guys are calling themselves fans, and they're not. They're they're it's all clickbait at this point. Um, but unfortunately, that there there are some some toxic fans out there that will just parrot this nonsense. You know, how dare there be uh, you know a woman by Indy's side? You know, this is an Indiana Jones film, not Indiana Jones and his wife, or whatever nonsense they're going to come up with. <laughs> But that's that's a more typical fandom that we're that we're being exposed to. That there are people that are going to be angry about something, and they haven't even seen it. They're angry because they're they're offended that there are women working in Hollywood. As, as all I can figure, they're angry that there's that there you know, that women are a lot out of the kitchen. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a whole thing. And I, I, whenever I try to see it, I really do try to try to try to stamp it out because it's not necessary. The gatekeeping isn't necessary. I can be a fan and not know the minutia of a show or a comic or a character. I can just enjoy the character for the sake of enjoying it. That's what makes me a fan. Um, I'm not a fanatic. You know, I'm not an aficionado. I'm a fan. I enjoy the show. I enjoy the series. I enjoyed Daredevil. Never read the comic. You know, I, I enjoyed Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, never read the comics, you know, but I can still enjoy them because I enjoy the shows themselves. And I don't need to know the deep background of all of these characters. You know, I'm like a middle of the road fan and I'm, I'm more of a casual fan, but there are more casual fans than rabid fanatics. We just need to be louder than the fanatics if we want our favorite shows to to continue without the unnecessary internet violence. Yeah, I, I definitely get that because, um, you know, no matter what side of the argument you come down on um, for, you know, between the benefits of, of fan pressure and, you know, the toxicity that can uh, be a result of that, either way, you we have to acknowledge that there's, no one should be threatening anyone no one should be harassing anyone. That's just a general statement. And, you know, just insert this into all things in life. You <laughs> should not be threatening, harassing, bullying anyone, especially if you claim to enjoy the same, you know, fandom, the, the same genre, the same, you know, content. If you enjoy the content and other people enjoy the content and they may enjoy it differently than you, or they, you know, you may have see episodes or series that, you know, started out great and ended terribly, you know, I'm talking to you D and D, but I would never or could never see myself, you know, like emailing them and saying you're horrible people you know i hate you and you know get hit by a bus you know no as disappointed <laughs> as i am with how some of these shows have ended and and how disappointed i am that i've seen some really great shows i felt in in before their time what it comes down to is you correct the you know the creators own the content um we if we're doing positive fan input I'm all for it if it's constructive, if it's productive, if if we're coming together in 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 a positive manner and contributing to and supporting the these you know co the content that we we love then I think we're we're on the same page. 
So. I mean, can you imagine if people had gotten super, super mad about like the stand, you know, because they, they, they did a reboot of the stand. Um, I did not watch it. I am a okay. fan of the original that came out. I have the double-sided DVD from 94 or is it 2006? Is it 2004? Anyway, I have the other one. I might be thinking of it, but I have the stand. Um, it was like a, a mini series. It was a four and a half, six hour mini series mm-hmm. uh, on mm-hmm. ABC. And, uh, you know, it had Gary Sinise and Molly Ringwald and Karen mm-hmm. uh, Nemec and it had uh, Ruby D and Ossie Davis, you know, it, a great cast. Uh, it's a little clunky because it's made for TV, but it's enjoyable and it's heartwarming and I love watching it. And then I heard that they were going to do the reboot and saw the cast saw the direction some of the scenes were going to take. And rather than me get militant about it, I opted to just not watch it. Yeah. And I am, and I am happy with that decision. And you know, it's, so it's going to be one of the few Stephen King things that I have that are out there that I haven't seen because nothing about it is, is exciting to me. Um, but I'm also not gonna, you know, I'm not going to start a letter writing campaign and, you know, I'm not going to have a, a website devoted to, to, to how how much garbage the the, the ring. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, and so I, I'm all, and and that's where I get to leave it. You know, I don't. I'm not going to badmouth something that I haven't seen, and I'm not yeah. going to badmouth something that I'm not going to see. I'm just not going to see it. They're just not going to get my money. Yeah. And they're not going to get my. They're not going to get my press. They're not going to get my words. They're yes. not going to get my clicks. And I think that speaks louder than starting a Twitter campaign. That just is going to turn stupid and violent because it's just going to bring the trolls out, you know. Yeah, as, as yeah, you always have these bad apples that kind of come in, even if if you you're coming from a place of good intention. Uh, I I do I will say this and uh, about a Game of Thrones, because um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't let it go. But um, <laughs> I will say this: as disappointed as I was with the final season and a lot of things I didn't agree with. Uh, the one thing that I would didn't would never see myself doing um, was they actually started like a GoFundMe campaign or you know to try to force the, uh, the last season to be redone and I thought that was just ridiculous and <laughs> it's it's not gonna happen first of all um, <laughs> most of the cast and crew have moved on to other projects and secondly it's what's done is done you know. If, if you think you can do better, write a better book, write a, write a screenplay, you know, put some content out there. Uh, you know, we, we've all, we, we agree. Most of the fandom agree. Cause there's some people out there, I won't say all, but there are, you know, some, some individuals who liked the way that particular show. Of ended. course. So we can't discount those individuals as well. You know, their opinions are valid. Um, and that's why they call them opinions. Uh, but trying to, you know, force these, you know, these producers or what have you, it's like, right, you can't Snyder cut Game of Thrones. I'm, I'm oh, sorry. There's don't. just too many variables that's going on there. And, <laughs> and don't. you know, it's it's just too much. So I did want to say that, like, as, as much as I give crap to Game of Thrones and how it ended, I'm, 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 I'm not going to agree with, you know, starting a GoFundMe or starting, you know, some type of, you know, fan paid service to try to, you know, force the the studios to create a, a, a another final season. I mean, it's fruitless. It's fruitless. Just let it go, right? Okay. <laughs> Show me on the doll where the dragon hurt you. Just right. let it go. You right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, Start maybe support group. <laughs> maybe they'll do Fire and Blood different. You know, there's a new spinoff of Game of Thrones. We'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll discuss it when it comes out and get some cast you know, casting information, but until then, you know, I, I let's just let it in. Let it end. Walk away. Just, <laughs> just walk, walk away. away. So what it comes down to is fans, if you're a fan, enjoy the content. If enjoy you the, don't, right. if you no longer enjoy the content, you know, if you can do something positive to change it, then, then that's great. If you can't, then just walk away from the content, you know? It's okay. It's okay, folks. Right. It's, it's okay. It's okay to leave something. You can. It's okay. It's okay to walk away. I think there's a whole generation of people that need to learn that. Absolutely. That it's, it's 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 okay to it's it's okay to stop liking something, and it's okay to let other people enjoy it if that's what they want to do. Um, but you don't. You know. You know. The, look, there's a, there's a whole there there are two generations of people that love Harry Potter despite uh, what an abhorrent turf J.K. Rowling ended up 
um, being, you know, and I can, (laughs) I can, I can still enjoy being a Ravenclaw and, and not associated with that, with that horrible person. It just means that she'll never get another dime of my money. Um, But I'm also not going to go online and threaten her livelihood. I'm not going to threaten her job. I'm not going to, you know, write her publishers. You know what? She's a horrible human being and I can leave it at that and I can enjoy what I have. I, you know, granted it doesn't affect me individually personally as it, you know, it, it can affect other people. And I do have the privilege of, of walking away from it, but I, I'm also not gonna, I, I think we, again, we can, we can talk louder. We can speak louder with our dollars uh, than we can yeah. with, with potential felonies by threatening people online. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. No one should be threatening anyone. No one should be no. bullying anyone. Um, no. That's just terrible. If you're doing it, you're doing it wrong, you know? It's better, it's better ways to get your voice out there and, and get, get your opinions out there. And honestly, you're, you, all you're doing is just making it, you're kind of discounting the legitimate concerns that nonviolent fans have. So let's not, you know, let's not go there. They're going to think, oh, they're all crazy. They're all, they're they, all bananas. Know, they're bananas. They're threatening people. No, you're making us all look bad, buddy. Please, you know. Please stop. Just, Put down the keyboard, please. You know, don't, don't get hurt anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that was a super lively discussion. Of course, lively. If if you know people are going to come out on both sides of that, and I look forward to you know actually hearing some other opinions and getting some others' perspectives. So uh, I I want to you know keep this conversation going. Uh, but unfortunately, we are running low on time. So. I think that our next step is new, new, new. So Pinda, give me something new that you did last week. Give me something new you're going to do this week. Last week, uh, you know, it was Easter Sunday. Um, everyone was doing, running around and doing stuff. We were doing the same thing. But what I ended up, I have air plants, you know, and air plants are a species of plant that live off the humidity in the air. Um, I used to have them at my desk at um, Job Prime when we were in the office, and I brought them all home, Uh, but my home office is very dry, so they didn't do as well, you know, because you have to, then you have to, because, you know, they don't need to be in soil or dirt or anything. They can live on a plate, but they do have to be kept hydrated, and my office was too dry, and I lost quite a few of them, so last week, I built... um, I built a terrarium for them and uh, because it's me, it's a cemeterrarium. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Beetlejuice or pet cemetery? General standard. It's, you can't see it, but it's behind me, but it's in, in a 17 inch It's 17 by eight, but it's in a good size bigger than the screen. It's in a good size greenhouse that I got from Ikea. Uh, I spray painted it black I put down rocks and um, and 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 mosses and and peat, and my air plants are now in there. So it's sort of got a beach theme. So it looks like you've got an elder god rising from the water, and then up onto um, a green cemetery. So there's like a there's like a mausoleum, and there's a couple rows of tombstones, uh, and I put in a dinosaur and a bunny rabbit. And my other air bunny rabbit. (laughs) I have all these little figurines. It's like, oh, they can go live in the terrarium. Uh, So it's it's really more of a Dunwich. Um, Dunwich is a as an HP Lovecraft. So, but it's a you know it's a seaside town that is plagued by elder gods rising from the deep. So that's what I spent my weekend doing. Um, If we ever get a website, I can put them on the website, the pictures that I have of them. Um, but I came out really, really well. I'm very, I'm very pleased. The air plants, I have actually have new shoots on them already. But what it does when everything is closed, it creates a very humid environment for the air plants. So they're thriving in this enclosed environment. So I'm, I'm super proud of how it turned out. And I think I, I, I want to do a few more, maybe in some nice big round uh, glass jars, uh, maybe some taller cylinders. I have to really look into it. But that was a new thing that that I did last week. You know, it took a weekend to do. It was my big build, 
Um, and, and this week I would like to start, and I say small, I mean like 11 by 17 magic mirror, but I would like something that would like hang on a wall that would display the temperature outside. If I want to put my makeup on, but I want to do it with a YouTube video, I can show the YouTube video while I'm doing my makeup and it's actually on the mirror. So it's made with like a two-way glass. Oh, that's um, amazing. So it's, it's a complicated build and it's probably going to take me a month because I'm kind of stupid about STEM stuff. So I have to learn how to do it. I have to teach myself all the different components, but that's my next, you know, it's on my, my annual bucket list, my annual list of things to get done. The cemeterarium was one of them. And this is the next one it is my own personal magic mirror. Nice. So what are you doing? So, wow. Nothing so interesting. <laughs> I, I hate following you. Uh, like, so I was like, what are you doing? Well, <laughs> basic stuff and things. So, wow. Well, um, I've been doing a lot of cooking lately, Ooh. right? I, I didn't really, you know, I did, I did cooking for like holidays and things like that, but um, I've been doing a lot of the like day-to-day -day cooking and I've been experimenting a lot with, you know, different flavors and, you know, different, different, uh, cooks you know I've I've been uh seasoning my chicken differently or trying to and you know trying to experiment with uh different vegetables and sides and and just you know make different enjoyable entrees um some of them have been hit and miss um yes. you know <laughs> I, 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 I'm yeah. with you on that yeah yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I attempted to make a homemade pot pie and it was more like soup but, you know, it's more like chicken noodle soup. <laughs> but, you know, I'm still trying. I'm, you know, I, I, I go on, you know, uh, the internet and try to look at these recipes. And then, the, the you know, I don't trust the recipes completely. So I'm going to always enhance the <laughs> recipe in some way, shape or form, which ends up turning into uh, some cases it turns out pretty well. And then in some cases it turns into inedible goo yuck. So that's where <laughs> I've been uh, going this past week. Um, and, you know, hopefully that progresses well with me. Uh, now what I plan on doing this week, and this is pure entertainment wise. Um, I remember during our last discussion that you were talking about uh, them that is on Amazon. Uh, you gave yes. a preview of that uh, when you were talking about South by Southwest. So it was almost like, I don't know if the big brother that's in the house, like heard, you know, our conversation and said, oh yes, I will read your mind. Guess what's coming out? Them, watch them. And I'm like, okay, I guess I, I better watch them. Because I've already had my partner tell me that, you know, it was really good and really interesting. And then the, the first thing, as soon as I turned the, the smart TV on is watch them. And I'm like, okay, okay, you got me. So, <laughs> so we'll be starting that series uh, real soon. Still, still keep it up with um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And really, really good episode this past, this week, this Friday, right? That's what I heard, um, yeah. Yeah, it, it it had a heck of a twist. Uh, it uh, of course the purest comic book people already know or knew this was coming, and but I still enjoy it, and I have my own theories about it. So, mm -hmm. um, if anybody wants to hear my theories, you know we can we can go through and discuss Winter Soldier because unlike Wandavision, this is going to only be six episodes for uh the Winter Fal the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So right. Um, before it ends, you know, maybe we can throw something together and, uh, you know, talk about so where I believe that the Marvel Disney cinematic universe is going. Uh, so if, you know, we can decide if we want to talk about that. But also I've been watching Invincible. I uh, mm -hmm. started the latest episode. Uh, Got to finish that up. Still, it's, 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 it's mind blowing. And I'm looking forward to a uh, saw trailer for the new season of Rick and Morty. That's going to be coming out soon. Uh, definitely want to touch on uh, some of the themes of Rick and Morty. Love that show. It's insane. So I, I'm, I'm pinned. If you haven't seen Rick and Morty, 
I, I would recommend, not. I would recommend it, it's such a, the sense of humor is so tasteless and, but <laughs> it, 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 it talks about larger themes that, you know, will, I think resonate with, resonates with a lot of us and it, it turns into a complicated dynamic and then they just insert some fart jokes too. So, oh, <laughs> right. It's so, incomplete without the fart jokes. Right. You gotta, you gotta have some fart jokes. You can't never, never let it get too deep, but you know, <laughs> so that's, that's the new stuff that I'm looking forward to. Oh yeah. And I did see that trailer for spiral and I, you know how I feel about horror, but yeah, I, oh, I hate to admit it. So it's like, so I will be watching Spiral. Yes. But before I watch Spiral, I have to catch up on all the saws. So I know, I'm, I'm sure it's one of those movies where you don't have to watch all the saws, but I'm the type of person, if I'm going to, you know, watch a, a new iteration of something, I need to know where it came from. So I'm going to watch sure. all the saws just during the daylight and when I'm not alone, you know. It's perfect. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just just make sure right don't watch alone make sure it's well lit have your snacks have your favorite you know stuffed animal yeah so, yeah yeah i think i'm gonna need that yeah or two or three whatever something you know keep me safe i don't know so <laughs> no uh sounds like uh it's that time <laughs> <laughs> time for me to go get some water wow yeah hey everybody thanks so much for just taking the time to listen to these two lines. look we don't have it all together we're not all we're experts we just two lines who just like what we like and we like to, to talk about the stuff that we like so we if like you talking. like right we like talking so if you like to listen to two lines talk about the stuff that they like you know keep tuning in and we'll continue to keep giving you stuff Hopefully that you like to. We don't have a we don't have an uh, an outro. We yeah. don't have an ending. <laughs> Till next time, you know. Bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix it in post. It's okay. It's all good. <laughs>